Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. Whether you're listening on Fox Sports Radio 96.9 FM, 1340 AM, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you're catching this episode, we're bringing you, as always, the latest in sports news, entertainment, or music. I hope you're ready because a new episode of Beyond the Headlines is loading in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, yeah. Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. We've got a very special guest that I am excited to bring on the show this episode. She has many titles, many talents, many accomplishments, and that is Chanel Reynolds, an NFL executive, speaker, author, and entrepreneur. Welcome. How are you, Chanel? I'm good, Renee. How are you? Doing well, and I am excited to have you on as we talked before the show. It's definitely been a busy time, busy in a good way, booked and busy, I should say. Um, yes. And I don't even know where to begin, but I know with the NFL draft having taken place um, in, in April, you know, I'm sure it's, or April into May, I'm sure it's been a very hectic time for you. So how has your role, what changes when it comes to draft time and, and just the types of work that you're doing? Yeah, um, so I do work in the the front office of an NFL team. So um, building off the excitement of draft, we did host our first uh, in-person event, um, first one in a very long time. So it was a lot of moving parts to that, making sure that we had um, people in the building and they were safe and we did everything on our part to keep them entertained and all that good stuff. So it was a lot of planning that went into it. So um, that's how my 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 weeks has been. Um, however, you know, now we have schedule release coming up. So we went from draft to schedule release. So maybe in like 2022, I'll be able to take a breath. Um, <laughs> but for now, it's just been like back to back to back, which I love. I love this environment that we work in. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that there are certain times of the sports season that I feel like are kind of what you really look forward to. Look forward to because it's a, a major moment for your program for the franchise to be able to you know do some some big events as you talk about your first in-person event which is like crazy to even think about um I'm sure that in itself there's a lot that went into planning but those are those those big you know times out of the year that you circle on your calendar a few times and it's it's definitely I'm sure something that afterwards it's kind of like oh all right <laughs> we did that and I can breathe now a little bit better but um that is exciting to hear for the changes of the season, as you know, we're looking at this being a season that we're hopefully getting back to what is quote unquote normal fans having a normal schedule, you know, what conversations have been had to really capitalize on what you guys have learned maybe through COVID on ways to maybe reach different audiences or, or you know, have unique ways that you're going about rolling out this season. Yeah, well, I mean, the beauty about not hosting fans in 2020 is it allowed everyone to just sit back and reflect. Mm -hmm. um, for some people, that can be a good thing. For some people, that could be a bad thing. However, in business, I felt that a lot of businesses had the opportunity to uh, look at what was going right and look at what can be done better. Um, with that said, we have had various opportunities to reflect on 
how we engage with our fans and how we keep them engaged. And we realize that, you know, not every event has to be in person. Some events can be successful um, and online. Some events can be via Zoom and just mm-hmm. as impactful um, as an in-person event. So I would say that that's the number one thing that we learned. Of course, everybody wants to be together, which is going to always be our, our number one preference. But I think that us as an industry will start to explore some of those virtual moments a little bit more. That is so true because I agree. It feels like this has really allowed us to realize that not every meeting, event, um, not everything has to happen face-to-face. You can maximize on virtual uh, you know, different virtual programs you can use in platforms and then also be able to reach other people through that. You know, yeah. it does give you a chance to now connect with other people that maybe aren't able to be there in person. So that in itself makes complete sense as a chance to really be able to reflect on what you've been doing and what you can maybe change and adjust. But you've definitely been no stranger to change. And I love just in your background as a woman in sports, you know, working in the NBA, working in the G League, working in the NFL, working in a variety of roles where you have been involved in these conversations. And, you know, I'm, I want to point out first the work that you've been doing with the Washington football team, specifically helping to really make change happen around diversity, around having these conversations, the Black Engagement Network chapter that the Washington football team had to become the first NFL club to have its very own. That is, that's a proud moment. That's a major, a major change there. And I'm definitely interested to know for you, you know, as a woman, as a black woman, as someone that's in these conversations, just what you really bring and and what these conversations have been like to make this change actually happen. Yeah, um, it has been an amazing experience. So yes, so we are, um, the league has its own Black Engagement Network chapter, and then we are uh, the only club that has a Black Engagement Network chapter. However, there may be other clubs that may have other things that they use to identify um, historically marginalized people and to build camaraderie. Um, However, yes, we are the first team to establish our own bin chapter, which we are very proud of. it has been such an amazing experience being a part of that and witnessing uh, the growth of our team from even last year to this year and how everyone is just leaned in and everyone is um, aware that change needs to take place. And um, I would say leaning in, you know, it started from the top and from those top executives, you know, we had the backbone, we had the support of everyone that we needed support from. And then uh, we were able to get others involved and get into the community and, and host networking events and host uh, events for the staff and all that good stuff. So it has mm-hmm. been a wonderful experience and it has created some very, very positive change at the, the Washington football team. Yeah. And what I love about that is we've obviously saw the Washington football team in the news for a, a number of different incidents. Um, you know, the, the allegations that came out around the toxic environment for the women working in with the Washington football team, but just a number of things and on and off the field that were going on. And then over the last, you know, year or two, there's, there has been a lot of change, of course, with the hiring of Jason Wright to be the first black team president in the NFL, the youngest at that, you know, as you talk about being able to be the first club to have your own black engagement network. We are seeing all these changes that are happening 
off the field, behind the scenes, making these conversations possible. So I do think it's something to be said about what you and the, the Washington football team has been doing to be so proactive, to be the leader. You went from on one side being heavily scrutinized to now being the leaders in really having these spaces, as you talk about, for marginalized communities. So I commend you and I commend everybody in that. But, you know, what's next? So I'm sure you guys aren't done yet. There's always room to grow, to learn, to do something new um, and to be innovative in what you're doing. But what's kind of that you can share something that you guys have been discussing even for the upcoming season? Yeah. Um, are you speaking specifically to the Black Engagement Network? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And even just continuing these conversations around these different platforms and, and spaces for whether it's Black people and minorities or, gen, you know, different for women specifically, you know, the different engagement as a whole that you guys are doing to make everyone feel included. Because I, I definitely feel like the Washington football team is actually leading the charge in a lot of these areas of inclusion for all diverse, diverse cult, uh, communities, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, no, um, it, it, it's an exciting time to be a Washingtonian and to be a part <laughs> of the Washington football team. Um, as you know, we hired the first Black president in the NFL. We have a uh, Hispanic coach who hired the first Hispanic uh, chief of staff for his um, side of the business. Um, and she's a woman, which I love. We have the first uh, full-time coach who is a Black woman. Um, so yes, we are leading the charge and I am proud of of that. Um, what is next? Uh, we are in the planning phase, in the planning process. Um, so we have a lot in store. Um, I can't really speak to specific, <laughs> but you can. Uh, you'll 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 notice that we'll, we're going to do more with our shop. Black Initiative, which is our directory of Black-owned businesses in the DMV area, DC, Maryland, Virginia. Um, so you'll see that. You'll see uh, us having more programming for the staff internally, uh, just to make just to make sure that we are continuing to develop and grow and be the best professionals that we can be. Uh, and you can expect to continue to see us in the community. You know, last year uh, mm -hmm. we had a very large footprint in the community. You may have seen us uh, doing a a cleanup, uh, a park cleanup on National Cleanup Day. Um, you'll see that again. Again. So yeah, we're really excited about uh, the the events that we have planned and uh, lined up. So just be on the lookout. Yes, yes, more to come. Absolutely. And I think it's very fitting for you because I, I feel as though based on what I've seen in your career and your accomplishments, you know, whether it's being featured on, you know, top networks like NBC Sports or being named a 40 under 40 by the Delaware Business Times a few years back. Um, you know, you've been a trailblazer as well. So it's it's makes sense that you're also a part of the Washington football team's changes. So I want to take a look more at like your career and your journey specifically as an author, as a speaker, as a woman of faith. You know, I think that's something I always tell people I stick to my faith. You know, I am rooted in everything that I'm doing, every decision, professional, personal, whatever it may be, you know, at the, at the core of it, at the foundation of it is my faith. So I, I now am interested to know for you, what made you, as you were getting started in your career, decide to really actively work in these areas that align with who you are as a person, but still be able to be a trailblazer, still be able to be a woman in sports that's out writing your tremendous book that we'll get into, speaking at, at engagements, being a part of all these different initiatives with the Washington football team, and not just settling for just being a woman in sports. You know, what was that switch? Or maybe there was even a moment where you realized I've got to be more than just a woman in sports. I've got to do more. 
Yeah, honestly, um, it, it just happened naturally. Like, I, I don't think I had a epiphany where, you know, I said, hey, I want to write a book or, hey, I want to do speaking. Um, I mean, with your faith background, and I'm sure you probably grew up in church. So I grew up in church. So, you know, just speaking was a part of second nature. Like I had to get up in front of everybody and read the scripture. Um, and that kind of, you know, translated into my adult life. Um, and then I noticed where the two paths began to merge. Um, and there, there was a time where I, I tried to keep my faith separate from my career. Mm. Um, didn't really, you know, want people to know who I was outside of, you know, at the 87ers or outside of the Washington football team. But uh, when I began to accept um, my, my call and my, my call, my, my nine to five call and my five to nine call, um, the two began to align and merge. And I can tell you that um, my career began to skyrocket. That's when uh, I, I realized that um, ministry goes far beyond the pulpit. It goes far beyond uh, the four walls of the church, because, you know, I have a, a book, like you said, a sports book, but I, I do reference uh, my faith in my book and it's in hundreds of households. So now hundreds of people mm. now uh, know about, you know, the, the gospel or know about my faith. Um, so I would, it just happened naturally. I can't, I can't explain, you know, it, it, I don't know if it was an epiphany or anything. It just naturally aligned. And once that alignment happened, that's when everything began to flourish. Yes. Yes. And I'm, that's a great answer. And I, and I asked that question because I often get the same question and I'm trying to see if somebody has a different answer than me, but <laughs> you know, I agree with that. You just naturally find yourself evolving where you get to a point where you realize you know, at the maturity level and the res and even the responsibility to not only yourself, but as you mentioned, to those that you're able to connect with through your work, that mm -hmm. it's not enough to be separate. I love that what you said about a nine to five and a five to nine. You know, it's not enough that when you go home to be separate, you can professionally, of course, you know, intertwine who you are as a person and who you are as a career woman. And it doesn't have to be either or, you know, you're not pushing, you know, and I always tell people, I'm never pushing my faith on someone else. I'm never telling them, you know, what they should or should not be doing or who, you know, what, you know, my beliefs and how they should be following. I'm never doing that, but you can use your own experiences, your own faith, your own studies and knowledge to help others in some way. So I definitely want to get into the success playbook that you have written. Your, that book is, I, I love, love even the title of it but using your experiences, using your faith to talk, to touch on different principles. Specifically, I saw understanding your power, being intentional, the art of taking L's. Ooh, don't we all know about that? And unleashing your beast mood. So I know you talk about naturally stepping into and evolving into realizing you, you can do more, but what made you decide to now write a book, to put it all on paper, write a book and have specifically these principles that you're addressing through it? Yeah, um, so I've always been a fan of self-help. Um, I love, you know, the Gary V's and the yes. Steve Harvey's of the world, Grant Cardone, uh, Tony Robbins. I've always been a fan of self-help. Um, and I would say, at least in my early 20s, I knew I was going to write a book. I just didn't know when it was going to happen or how it was going to happen. But I knew. I knew I was going to write some sort of success book. Um, mm -hmm. I know that so success is at everyone's fingertips, and it's my passion to see everyone unlock that. Um, so 
the pandemic actually presented itself as an opportunity for me to actually sit down and focus on writing the book, uh, producing the book, getting it printed and getting it shipped out. Uh, so that was the silver lining in, you know, working from home and, and all that. I had um, just a little bit more time to uh, add on this extra thing to my plate. So. Oh, yes. And, and that is something that as you talk about before what the pandemic brought for the Washington football team, a chance to reflect personally, also a chance for you to now start diving into more of, of what you maybe had been putting on the back burner, which yes. I know a lot of us, myself included, definitely yes. took COVID as a chance to do just that. Yes. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, wow. So talk to us about just the response that you've been getting from your book. You know, the it's one thing I feel like sometimes when we are thinking of this idea, this concept, this business plan, a book, um, a project, whatever it may be, we have in our mind a visual of what it what we hope it will be. And then there's the reality of what it actually is. So, you know, mm -hmm. once the book is out, you've, it, it's, it's out, it's for, you know, it's on Amazon, people are, are buying it, people are reading it. You know, what was the reality of what your book turned into and the response that you were given the, the positive feedback you were receiving from people and how it helped them? Well, first and foremost, when the book came out, when it became available on Amazon, I was fine from writing the book up until the day it was on Amazon. However, when I came into the office that day and all of my colleagues were so excited and said, Chanel, I ordered your book. That's when I had a breakdown. <laughs> I literally cried. I called my first boss. Um, his name is Tony Fur, And I was like, Tony, like, I'm scared. The book is out. People are buying it. What did I just get myself into? Um, and he really just talked me off a ledge. And it was, it's only because um, I know that us as creatives, and I'm sure you can relate to this, Renee, uh, we get so entangled in perfection uh, and we fear if our projects will be received or not mm -hmm. because it's not made. Know, um, it's something that that's near and dear to our hearts. We deliver it. We birth that thing. And then if somebody calls your baby ugly, you know, you feel some type <laughs> of what? Um, so I was, I was sensitive. I had a very sensitive moment. Um, but after, you know, people started reading it and, um, they were saying, yo, I, I really love your book. Uh, someone told me it changed the way they do business. Uh, someone's a few people told me, um, they read it in one sitting. Uh, somebody told me they cried reading it. Um, and I was like, wait, is it that good? Like, what? <laughs> But yeah, the, the response has been so positive and I'm, I'm just grateful. You know, I'm just very humbled and honored and I'm truly grateful and I'm excited for part two. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> wow, I, first of all, I feel all of that because I <laughs> struggle with any piece of content, whether it's a show, it could be an article, it can, whatever it is, it can be a video, whatever it is. I struggle so much with hitting that like, whatever the submit button is for it. Yes. Like I, to let it go and it be out there and you now know yeah. people are reading, they're watching, they're listening and it's like, okay, what are people saying? What are the, like, is it, is it being well-perceived? Did I do this right? And then I, I know I'm a nitpicker. So I'm a very big perfectionist. I will criticize every little thing down to a T. So I feel uh -huh. that that is, I appreciate your transparency because I am literally yeah. the same way of like being brought to tears when you know people are reading my book. But then also yes. to hear people saying, I read it in one sitting, it brought me to tears. It changed the way I do business. It's, it's that like, really me, my book, like right. that, <laughs> that moment that is kind of like a shock and a, you know, that you really did achieve what you set out to do with your book. So you talk about part two, got to get into it, of course, 
you know, when can people expect it? What is it going to be about? You know, give us a little teaser on how you plan to take this momentum into part two. Yes. Well, part two is really going to hone in on the art of taking L's. So that is the title of the book. Um, so the art of taking L's was actually going to be the debut book, but I said, nah, let me introduce the people to who I am, how I think, mm. what I, why I do it. That'll be part one. And then part two, I think is really what people are waiting for. Um, but you know, it'll teach everyone how to capitalize on your losses and turn them into wins and to uh, embrace those moments of adversity to your and use it to your advantage. So I'm really excited about it. And people often say that chapter seven, the art of taking L's in the success playbook is their favorite chapter. Um, so you know, why not build out a whole book on it, you know? Yes. And that is something I feel like I always get into conversations with people about and really in my opinion, if you can, if you can change your perspective on failure, that opens up, it's like opening Pandora's box. It opens up so much for you because you start to realize just the power that comes from failure, what you learn, how you grow, how you, you know, how you can adjust, how it makes you uncomfortable. There's so many benefits that come from, I'm not going to say it's all good. We don't all welcome it with open arms, but when you fail or when you have those moments where you feel like, you know, things are not working out the way you had planned it does teach you a lot about yourself. So I'm not surprised by that, but I'm happy to hear that you were able to listen to what people were saying and provide them, you know, this opportunity to expand on it and give them even more details around the art of taking else. And that is a very tough thing to do and handle. Yes. Wow. So when do you expect that that book will be done? What's kind of your timeline for the release date of that for those listening? No pressure. Accountable. <laughs> no, I appreciate this. Um, so I was putting it off, you know, being the creative that I am. So let's say it'll be on pre-sale by my birthday, which is June 28th, and it will be released by a uh, fall of 2021. Very nice. Okay. Well, there you have it. And that is very soon. So no pressure, but you, you got it. <laughs> you got it. But, you know, I think something that's incredible is you do work in so many different areas to connect with people, whether it's working as an executive with the Washington football team, as an author, writing books. Also, you have your level up boot camp that you have, you know, you're, you're tapping into all these different areas that connect with people in a different way. And that's the entrepreneur side that I definitely want to get into of diversifying yourself. You know, I know a lot of people always ask me, why do you do this? Why do you do so much? And I'm like, you know, there's not really a cut and dry answer for that, but this is what I could try to tell you. But for you, what is your motivation? I know you're inspiring others, but you know, I'm, I'm curious to know if there was at one point something through your experiences or that you faced personally that made you realize that you could use your platforms to help others, you know, and, and educate and empower them in some way. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's a great question. Um, so throughout my career in sport, I always wanted to, like you said, use my platform because it's such a strong brand. Um, and these are such strong names that I work for. So why not use this as an opportunity to um, do something positive to, for someone else? Um, so I'm really proud about that. As far as, you know, Level Up Bootcamp, it is literally just designed to help people. And similar to you, people ask me why I do so much. I mean, I feel like I have a, a responsibility. I feel like um, I was given this, you know, burden by God to empower people mm -hmm. and empower people through 
biblical principle. Everything that I say, honestly, and like most self-help authors, they literally just take what's in the Bible and repurpose it and make money off of it. Um, but that's <laughs> another for another day. But everything that I, I, I say and I write, um, I, I take biblical principle out of the Bible and even level up boot camp. I teach about, you know, the importance of tithing and seed to the sower and all that good stuff. Um, I take that information and I just create palatable content for people who just want to make their lives better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I, I don't know. I feel a commitment to people. Hmm. Commitment to people. I like that. I like that. And that's what you're saying. Like, as you're showing, I should say through your work is Okay you can read my book, you can check out my boot camp. you can, you know, like there's all these different ways because some, one person may be more impacted through reading, whereas somebody else may, may need more of that hands-on help through like a course, for example. So yeah. just using your platform to understand that you can create all these different ways to connect with people and empower them. And, and, you know, as you talk about a commitment to people, giving them different me- methods and ways they can learn, they can grow, they can persevere through whatever it is that they're struggling with. So I applaud you because this is incredible to see. And this is even something I always, you know, I always, even for myself, am working towards like how, how do you continue to diversify the content you're putting out, the way you're using your content to find unique ways to connect with each person? Because as you mentioned, there are a lot of people out here that are just using biblical terms and things for money, whatever it may be. So to even diversify yourself to stand out as someone that should be trusted, people should be reading your book, should be listening to you versus you just getting, you know, um, packed in with the rest of the group of of people that are self-help experts in their minds, but you're the real deal. (laughs) So standing out. So what would be your advice to those that are listening or even someone that's struggling with trying to create you know, as we talk about being a creator, being an, you know, an, an innovator is not just on paper. It's not just videos. It's not just social media, whatever. There's so many different ways you can do that. So to be a creative is, is challenging because you do have to find ways to diversify yourself and create that's in a way that's going to be well-received and perceived. So what is your advice on that, on putting out content that's your own, that has your personality, that also has an impact that's going to stand out from others? Yeah, um, creating content that stands out that would say say it one more that time stands out, but is also is aligned with who you are as a person, yeah, as well as is impactful. Mm-hmm. I would say for that person to look internally to see what keeps them up at night, mm. and I would take whatever that thing is and create something either for people or something that uh something that you can monetize whatever your why is um but but do that and realize that there may be already something like that in existence and that's okay because Mm -hmm. you have nike and you have adidas some people like nike and won't rock with adidas some people like adidas and won't rock with nike However, you will have some people that like both, but you have two, you have two options. You have two choices. You got Nike, you got Adidas. Some people are going to like you. Some people won't. That's cool. Just make sure that you're being your true and authentic self. 
I love, I love, love, love that analogy. I think that's so accurate because I feel like people do often think I have to create something that no one's ever done before. Well, as you're saying, Nike and Adidas, Pepsi and Coca-Cola, whatever it is, there are so many brands that are the same, but it is about making your brand so impactful that it doesn't matter if people do like it or may don't like it, there will be enough people that will. Exactly. There's only one you. There's only one you. So. Mm, yes. Well, where can people follow? Because you are just giving out all these positive vibes and great words of wisdom, which is why I know your book's incredible. And I'm definitely going to have to check it out. I love me some good self-help books. Um, but where can people follow and check out more to keep up with what you've got going on? And also as you're preparing for the drop of the art of taking L's this summer so that they can check out all that you have um, in the works right now in your career. Yes. So I am visible on all platforms uh, via at Chanel S. Reynolds. So on Instagram, at Chanel S. Reynolds, uh, LinkedIn, Chanel S. Reynolds. Uh, shoot me an email, Chanel S. Reynolds at gmail.com. Visit my website, www.chanelsreynolds.com. So. You know, it's almost like, you know, a little something about branding. Just sticking to this. <laughs> so, just a little bit. Just trying to Besides the people. Yes. <laughs> All sarcasm there because you are clearly branding like no other. I mean, <laughs> that in itself, even your handles being the exact same for every single thing from your website to your Instagram to your LinkedIn, that consistency, you can't forget it. If it's Chanel S. Reynolds and you remember that for one platform, you remember it for all. So guys, take notes. That is branding 101. Don't come up with these overly complicated underscores and all this other stuff. Listen. <laughs> <Keep it> simple. <laughs> that is hilarious I love that okay so thank you so much I really appreciate you taking time to join us the last thing I want to leave people with you know and something that I always um always find myself reflecting on is those like those moments where you realize just how much you've learned or just how much you've grown when you look back looking back on where you were looking ahead on where you're going understanding where you are currently so for you when you look back and when you look ahead, you know, what is it that you have learned something? I mean, there's been a lot of things I'm sure, but what's one of the main things you have learned and what's one of the main things you will take with you as you continue to step towards what's, what lies ahead for you? Um, one thing that I've learned is failure to, to the successful person, to the person that wants to pursue success and has that mentality. Failure is not a uh, destination. It is mm. simply a passing point. Um, it is simply a layover to get you to that ultimate place. Um, so you got to keep moving. And one thing that I'll take with me is to always be a people advocate. Um, and that's something that I've adopted over the past, maybe, I don't know, however many years, but uh, just be a people advocate, you know, be, be someone that is able to not only put yourself on, but you're in a position to pull up chairs for other people that may look like, um, whether it be the black person, whether it be the woman um, or just anybody historically marginalized, um, just because I know that the statistics are off in this industry uh, and I'm here to change that. And I have colleagues that's here to change that. And that's something I'm committed to, so. Yes, yes, definitely understanding failure is not a destination. It does not have to define you. It doesn't have to cripple you. And then also, I, I like that piece about understanding that, you know, if you're doing, a, if you're doing things for the right reasons, if it is 
selfless and that you are looking to help others and you're creating those opportunities for others. I, I do think that's when you're the most, not only genuine, but the most impactful. Otherwise, why are you doing what you're doing, right? Um, so I, I definitely appreciate you taking time to join us on the show, to have the chance to share about your career, working with the Washington football team as an executive, writing the success playbook and also the art of taking L's, which I'm excited for the release of and all the great things you have going on. So thank you so much for taking time to join us. And I am excited to see what's next for you because it sounds like there's nothing but great things lying in your future. So I appreciate you Chanel for sharing with us here on Beyond the Headlines. Thank you for having me, Renee. It was a pleasure. Of course, of course. What's going on, man? It's Mr. Newbury. Now you checking in right now to Beyond the Headlines. You know that intro at the beginning of the song? That's me. <laughs> I just wanted to come through and let you know what's up. But back to my good sis, Renee Washington. You already know what's going on. For sure. And how about that for some words of inspiration, encouragement, motivation, perspective? Ooh, I love it. You guys, if you know me good, well enough, you know that I love just changing your mindset, changing your approach, changing your perspective to understand why things are happening and understand what that means for, for you. So what Janelle Reynolds is talking about, I could not agree more understanding why failure happens, setbacks, you know, how everything, you know, is slowly working out for your good. Because like, I always like to remind myself, I need to remind myself a little bit more, but also remind those around me is the victory's already won. Whatever is supposed to happen, whatever it is that you are stepping into your destiny, your success, it is already won. It is already done. You are just walking into it. So Chanel right now is doing that with her work and inspiring others to believe that and live that as well. So I hope you guys walk away from this interview feeling inspired, whether you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, an author, a, a journalist, or even someone that's outside of the entertainment industry and, and journalism industry, working in the medical field or in the legal field, whatever it may be, working in education, whatever you are aspiring to do, you will get there. You will get there. So I appreciate you guys so much for taking time to join us for another edition of Beyond the Headlines here on Fox Sports Radio, 96.9 FM, 1340 AM, and across all streaming platforms such as iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, and more as we're bringing you always these stories in sports entertainment news that you do not get just on your latest biggest networks we're, we're going deeper we're going beyond the headlines thank you guys if you have not already hit that subscribe button keep up with what we've got going on each and every week as well as to follow us on social media my personal page at renee p wash on twitter at renee p washington on facebook and instagram branding i tried but my name does not fully fit on twitter so i just had to stick with washington and wash but anything renee p wash or Renee P. Washington, I should say, across social media and my website. That's, of course, where you can always find me. Branding 101, right? Of course, of course. <laughs> Thank you, guys. As always, have a great rest of your day and week. Be blessed, not stressed. Understand that every day you just keep moving forward. One step closer to whatever it is you are aspiring to achieve. And then one day you'll look back and be amazed at how far you have come and grown so thank you all for tuning in. And I look forward to seeing you right back here for more on Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. Have a good one.
Only on beyond the headlines. This is beyond the headlines. <laughs> Only on beyond the headlines. This is beyond the headlines. <laughs> Only on Beyond the Headlines. This is Beyond the Headlines. We're Renee Washington.